0: Tompkins. Hey, there he is. How's everybody doing? This is Real Talk. I'm Ben Tompkins. We're presented by nobody currently, but welcome to the 62nd anniversary special. This is a big one. 62 years. Can you imagine anything lasting 62 years besides life itself? Imagine sticking with the same partner for 62 years. People don't do that these days anymore. It takes some OGs. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot, of, a lot of things, and I'll get to the key of that, but at the heart of it is my grandparents and their 62 years around the sun being together. They just celebrated their 62nd wedding anniversary, and my brother and my cousins and I, a couple of them went down to Florida where they now live and got to spend the last four days with them. So this is the episode that I've got for you today. I also have a car update for you, and I want to fill you in on some guests coming up. But basically, this is going to be a short one. I'm going to recap the trip that we just got back from. I, I literally just got back in yesterday. We all did. And it was a really good trip. But uh, yeah, we went down to celebrate my grandparents' 62nd wedding anniversary. And also, just because we, you know, they moved down to Florida five years ago. And it's always something that we say, oh, we should go down and visit, we should go down and do this. Usually they come up for Christmas and when they're up, they say, you guys need to come down and visit. And so (laughs) one night, my brother Matt and my cousins Jake and Liam were all together and they were drinking and they were like, you know what we should really go do? We should go down and visit them and we should stop saying that we're going to do this. We should actually book it and no more excuses. Let's get on a plane. Let's get it scheduled. Let's do it. So they did that one night and then a couple weeks later uh, I heard talk of this trip going down to see grandma and grandpa And all three of them were in and I was like wait a second what, 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 you know where, I didn't get the invite, what is this And they said oh dude no 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 sorry we didn't mean to not tell you We booked it just on a whim and because, because of the reasoning that I just laid out If we don't do it now like it's always going to be something that we talk about So let's just go ahead and do it And so I went ahead and booked my flight, and we went down there and spent four days down there, and it was awesome. And I I really haven't been able to see my grandparents too much since moving to Florida. They moved down when I was still living in California at the time. It was honestly pretty great for me because I'm very close with my grandma and my grandpa, and uh, a lot of my storytelling comes from my grandpa. He's one of the most epic storytellers, probably the most epic storyteller that I can ever remember and has been somebody that's fostered that love for storytelling from the day that I remember being a child, a young boy with my grandpa and spending time together and just listening to his stories and seeing what a powerful and captivating thing and, and, and tool Like a superpower that storytelling is And I watched my superhero growing up That was my grandpa We've always been very close And then especially after everything that I've kind of recapped in Either last year's Christmas special and the New Year's special Going through family trauma The one thing that has remained constant and consistent throughout my entire life Has been my grandparents and specifically, my grandpa, I look at him as having all the answers to life, you know? And it, it's, 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 we're getting to the point, man, where he's 83 and my grandma is 81. And, uh, you know, it, it, you cherish these moments, you cherish and you don't take for granted these opportunities to spend time with them because the finality of life is uh, a reality. It's a reality And uh, as we were saying our goodbyes (laughs) uh, As we were saying our goodbyes My grandpa said something that was really, really great perspective And I think was really powerful for me to hear and understand And and made me go, oh wow, it's a great way to look at it And he said, you know, I I don't think about death And getting old and people get sad about that kind of stuff No, this is just the other side of life This is just the other part of life you get here, you know this is the destination, and i thought wow that's that's the other side that's a pretty good way to look at it. This is the other side of living, you know, and um them being down in Florida has you know it it sucks i was I was about to say this uh they moved down there right as I was graduating from the University of kentucky twenty fifteen I go over and do my solo trip in Europe. I'm gone that entire summer, come back, and basically a month or two later, I was flying in and out of the Bay Area back to Kentucky, doing an interview, and then going back out and finding a place to live and moving out there very quickly. That all happened in the back half of 2015. What also was happening during that time was my grandpa, who had worked at UPS for decades... Uh, Was finally ready to retire So him and my grandma were in the process of selling the home That I remember, mostly remember Going to visit them at And um, growing up And that was grandma and grandpa's house And um, they moved down to Florida, 2015 So I was lucky in that I left first I didn't have to be here while they left And kind of have that That's a tough thing, you know That's a really tough thing You've had something all your life And then one day they make a change which they are a thousand percent um, that's 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 their decision they've earned that right right as much as I want to be like no just please stay in Kentucky and uh, don't leave Kentucky and be here for me whenever I need you like that's just not the reality of life right they've got their own lives to live so they moved down to Florida they earned that and I'm happy for them but that meant, Not being able to drive over and see them and hang out whenever I wanted to. And that also meant only getting to see them a few times a year, usually around Christmas time. So there were years and years that went by uh, while I was living out in California, and they were down in Florida that I didn't get to see them, and then I moved back to Kentucky mid-2018, and then it was just very odd and, and weird not being able to go to their house and have the Kentucky experience that I once had, right? That was like all my life. That's all I've known is their house over in the polo fields, and then I drive by that thing and the neighborhood looks different and there's houses being built right next to them and they moved into the Polo Fields basically when it was they were one of the first houses that was being developed. I mean my earliest memories of the Polo Fields were just huge dirt like trenches basically that that had been built for these houses before the concrete was poured or however the hell that the foundation for houses is done. I don't know the steps um, start to finish, but like I remember going over there and we would go and check on the progress of their house being built and we would go down and we, we used to play um, a game where we acted like we were in the army, um, my brother, my cousins and I, and we would just basically have these dirt wars And we would run down into these huge crater-like holes in the ground, you know, that had been dug for these homes. uh, Because in Kentucky, homes have basements, which is a foreign concept to California and Florida homes. But in Kentucky, we have basements, right? So you'd get these big, big, huge, like, holes in the ground. But it made for some really great gameplay, you know? And, And climbing up these big hills and, I don't know, we just... Really, really, those are kind of my earliest memories of them moving into that house. And um, once they moved out of it, it was like, damn, this is gone now. And here I am in Kentucky and I have to adjust to the realities of life. And so whenever I get to spend time with them, it is just, I, I mean, I, I just, again, I just, I cherish those days because they're limited, you know, they're, it's a finite amount. And it's a sad, Fact of life, but it doesn't have to be You know, I I get sad about it I get a little bit emotional about it As evidenced in this open But um, it's just It's not something to be sad about Like my grandpa said, it's just the other part of living You know, that's where they're at And they're down in Florida, they're enjoying it And they're enjoying it when Their grandkids, some of them We've got a big family, come down to visit them So um, I'll, I'll, I'll go through some more of that stuff Quickly, before I get into um, the bulk of that, I, I guess this will probably be about a 45-minute episode. And, and I say that now, knock on wood, and you know how these things go. But but this one's going to be pretty quick. Um, I still am working in the process of getting my car. Uh, I, at least I'm getting answers at this point. I am getting to the bottom of these issues. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about... There's a handful of different things that are being fixed and addressed and troubleshooted and it's jammed me up, man. I mean, it's been like a month going on, five or six weeks that I haven't had the car and it's tough. You know, last week I talked about going out and doing some street interviews and uh, actually my buddy Michael Grayler, uh, shout out, just sent me a a little like a... A camera stabilizer for an iPhone So I could shoot some video So I could get out there And maybe do some more Humans of New York type interviews And maybe bring that to the show While the stuff is being worked on On the car Because I'm talking This is like Three or four thousand dollars Of Different issues that are being addressed with parts and labor and work. And so I'm on Venmo at BennyTomp18. If you are uh, a real one, hit me up. All right. Maybe I'll send you some feet pics or something. We can work something out. Okay. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Unless you really want to spend or send, you know, a couple thousand bucks, then we can really talk. Holler at me at (laughs) BennyTomp18. But at least I'm getting some answers and I should hope to have something figured out. you know, I'm supposed to be up in Columbus at the end of the month and for Labor Day week and weekend to do an episode up there and also to hang out and uh, go check out Breakaway Fest up there in Columbus. And so I'm hoping that, I, I mean, I, I <laughs> fingers crossed, man, I, I, I can only do what I can do. At least um, today I got the call. They think they know exactly what's going on, which is good. The bad news is it's expensive. I'm having to replace airbag suspensions and They're saying that there's a tire that's been, or a wheel that's been bent, I guess from a pothole. Um, There's also some things with the brakes going on. So like, there's a lot here that once they started digging into it and correctly diagnosing it, even though it's taken weeks, at least we're getting some answers. So um, in the meantime, I have been working to get some really great guests set up Interviews scheduled, we got people booked up And so the guests that are coming up on the show I have, uh, I'm looking at a list of four of them right now That over the course of this month I'll be dropping these interviews And so if I don't have Uber stories And I don't have story stories Ready to go during the week Then what's likely going to happen is Our normal uh, interview day Which is typically Fridays Is going to slide over to Wednesday I'll release interviews with people that I'm doing, which is basically like just longer form Uber stories. I mean, this is what I do all day long. I just grab real people, get some real talk, and get some real good stories. So uh, you're going to see that kind of play out over the next few weeks while I do get the car stuff situated. But I'm very excited because um, first and foremost... Uh, this is in no order, so I'm not really sure what order I'm going to be releasing these in. But over the next few weeks, I'm going to be getting to sit down in the studio with people like Bill Young, Wild Bill, as we call him. And Coach Young actually was a math teacher for years and years and years, and uh, within the Oldham County School System, I never had him as a teacher, but I did have him as a track and field coach. And I, you know, once upon a time, used to run the one and two hundred, and Coach Young was the track and field coach at North Oldham. And my senior year, we won the state championship. And it's wild to think about the fact that we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of that. And not to degrade North Oldham Athletics, but it's a really good academic school. They certainly compete athletically. There are teams there that have really, really come on and that I'm proud to say I'm associated with in some way or, or helped contribute to, because you got to remember North Oldham is still a relatively young school. I mean, I'm talking about some of the guys that I went to school with were still kind of lingering in first classes to graduate from North. And so I'm looking at this as like, wow, we were some like trailblazers in a lot of ways. And Bill Young was the coach of the track team that won the state championship and I don't know how many state championships North Oldham has won that's my point in saying all of that but I know that we've got one I know I've got a ring sitting upstairs in my bedroom and I just this guy is full of these little like life quotes and just idioms that he's picked up over the over the years and uh, he's really funny and and I and I really just I can't wait to reconnect and get him in the studio And so he's going to be coming up next. I've got Roz Poole. Roz, you know, the the, the amazing thing about Facebook and social media is that within 10 minutes, I put this post up saying, hey... Does anybody remember Roz Poole? Does anybody know where I can find her? Can someone please connect me to Roz Poole? Roz was a longtime educator in the elementary school systems. Uh, I don't know if she worked middle school or high school over the years, but back when I was in Goshen Elementary, Roz would come along every single year and it was such a treat. And she would read this book called Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. And she would do these voices for the goblins. And I mean, I'm talking about she was a rock star, man. Everybody, everybody that went to school remembers when she would come along and read this book. And it was something that you look forward to as a class. It was such a treat. And so as I'm thinking about my grandpa, I'm also thinking about people like Rospool that developed and fostered my interest in storytelling and made me just go, whoa, this is awesome. And I just am kind of trying to reconnect with that and 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 to know more about myself and to look within and just kind of piece these things together and be like, "Where did I get this? You know, where does this come from from me?" And a lot of it is sitting crisscross applesauce on a linoleum floor in an old elementary school listening to these stories and these voices from Rospool. And within ten minutes, I put this post up saying, "Hey, does anybody know how I can get in touch with her? I've looked through Google, I've looked through Facebook myself, cannot find her, and within 10 minutes, somebody had tagged her Facebook account and got us connected, and that's the beautiful thing about social media, as, as damaging as it can be sometimes, as, um, as much as I hate it sometimes. It's beautiful when it works to your benefit and advantage And and what was initially it, It was intended for Which is staying connected with people And being able to connect with people From all over the country You know 50 years ago Hell even 30 years ago If you met somebody And before cell phones Before the internet I mean there was snail mail But if you didn't think to get their address Then you couldn't be pen pals and there would just be people that you would share a moment with or share a train ride or a plane ride or, or whatever and then have no way of tracking that person down. But the beautiful thing about social media is that I could ask people that I'm not even friends with, people who just see this post, it gets shared by people that I am friends with. Other people see it, go, oh my God, I remember that. And then they connect us and within 10 minutes after that, Roz and I were emailing back and forth, so she's an epic storyteller, and she's even agreed to bring the book and give us a little snippet of that, and so anybody that went to school that was posting on this post that was like, oh my god, I remember this. This brings back all the memories. This is so nostalgic. It's going to be really a treat to be able to relive that while she gives that, and... and. Uh, just gives her life story you know that's a lot of what I'm doing with these interviews is just you know hey let's start where you were from where you were born how you grew up what do you believe to be true about life what do you believe to be true about people give me some real talk give me some good stories give me your truth and uh what can we learn from each other what can my listeners learn you know give us some good perspective that's the stuff that I'm most interested in So she's going to be awesome. Then, actually, tomorrow, I've got um, a buddy, Josh Sewell, who played basketball at Trinity. And then after that, I believe he went to the University of Miami at Ohio. And now he lives up in New York. And I see him posting a lot of stuff that I really relate to and connect with in terms of, like, Uh, Mental health and taking care of yourself And like self love And I'm just like I want to talk to this guy You know just like I wanted to talk to Shane Stewart Like hey moving from Kentucky getting to New York How was that transition How have you found your way Up in the Big Apple The biggest stage possible So I'm going to get Josh in the studio Breaking some of that stuff down And talking about maybe a bit of his journey You know hey you share a lot of this stuff On social media where does that come from you know, are, are these things that um, you're finding helpful to you, or you're just passing along in hopes that somebody else will find it helpful? But, like, why did this resonate with you, and what has put you on this path to want to be this voice? I'm interested to dissect that. And then I know that this one chronologically will be the last one of these episodes um, or these interviews because this is going to be much later. In the month of August that uh, we sit down to do this But Julie Fast is a bipolar expert She has bipolar herself She's written extensively on bipolar She has published four books on bipolar She is one of the go-to leading experts and analysts When people want to quote somebody for research Or for their article or whatever Julie is one of the leading voices in this space And we sat down months ago to try and do this, ended up having some issues with my connectivity in terms of Wi-Fi, ended up prompting me to get Google Wi-Fi and make sure that I had transponders set up throughout the condo, so now it's not an issue. I've got very good Zoom connection, and it's been months and months in the making, but we are finally going to be able to get this rescheduled, get her on the podcast, and go deep for an hour and a half on bipolar and uh, what's misunderstood about it, the symptoms, what helps, medications, a lot of the same kind of topics that I just covered with Jade Stanton last week on borderline personality disorder. It's going to be a lot of that. And, And again, I just have so much respect for anybody that not only has dedicated their life to working in a space and researching and writing about it and helping others, but somebody that deals with the issues that they're studying and writing about themselves. I think that gives that person, whoever they are, a unique credibility and credential in being able to speak about these things Because they're not only speaking from some textbook that they read or something that they observed in somebody else. I mean, that's all great. But I think there's a deeper level of understanding and knowledge and wisdom and real talk that comes from somebody that has also had to do that for themselves. And we know the rates of suicide. We know the rates of Deep, deep depression that exists within these two mental illnesses. But to be here after all these years, finding out what works, helping other people, that is something that I just have the utmost respect for. And so, uh, and, and somebody that I identify with in terms of what they're doing. So I'm very excited. We've got some really great guests coming up. I'll keep you updated on the car, trying to get that back as soon as possible. All right. There's no easy fix to that. At least we're getting some answers. if you missed the Jade Stanton interview or the James Sims interview, both of them are awesome. Please go and check those out. And if you enjoy them, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts because that really, really helps me grow the show. It's important. It's encouraging. And if you're a Spotify listener, then you can also do that on Facebook and there is the page for the show where I share a lot of these different interviews and people's work and people can connect. And I'd like to grow that community and really create a space for people to share and say, this helped me. I love this. I love what this guest was saying or, hey, this really resonated with me. Like, please go there and do that and become a top fan and rate and review on Facebook, on the page at Real Talk W. Benny T., You can also follow me on social media TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at BennyTomp18. And um, something that I'm doing with the Instagram page is um, that one, I have one set up for the show. So that is also at RealTalkWBennyT, just like the Facebook page. And I've created a checkerboard layout. So I take show quotes from different episodes, either writers or myself. I try not to quote myself too much, right? Um, but I will also take the guests that I bring on and I will put those quotes up on the page in between uh, pictures that I've taken from my travels. And I'm using that kind of as a microblog because a lot of times when I post a picture, I want to tell the story behind it. Hey, where was this taken? What was I doing? What was I going through? And so I have really started to dedicate some time In the absence of being able to drive into putting some quality posts up and really kind of maxing out the character limit on Instagram in order to tell the story of why I'm posting this picture, where this was taken, why this is important to me, why I want to share this. Sometimes it's really cool. Sometimes it's something as simple as hey, tag somebody that you'd want to go here with. Um, Other times it's hey, I was at a really high point, I was at a really low point. This is where I was at. This moment means a lot to me and here's why. So, go and check that out. All that being said, this is the 62nd anniversary special and um you know, my grandparents 83 and 81 years old. I'm I'm going to try to um I listen, I spent probably 10 minutes opening up on what you need to know in terms of like the base of it, but My brother and my cousins and I, we went down there, got down there on last Friday night. And uh, my grandpa was like, oh, no, I'll pick you guys up because first time, first of all, first time ever flying Allegiant. And I had my flight delayed and it was like, oh, man, they ran out of ice midway through like the like not even like midway through the flight as soon as they started to serve drinks. I was lucky. I was up in like the fourteenth row, but my family was back a little bit further because they booked all three of their seats like directly next to each other on at the same time. So I was left to fend for myself, basically, which was fine. I just booked the exit row with some extra leg room and I'm like, Yeah, great. Which honestly, like this sounds scary. I would honestly I like I welcome opportunities to spring into action. I I honestly would not love it if the plane was going down, but even just give me a simulation. Can I just go to a to a to a an airbase and simulate that? Because I a thousand percent would step up and be like, okay, I'm gonna open this, I'm gonna open this door, we're gonna jump out, I'll be the last one off. Let's go. Like I'm talking about some Sully Solenberger shit here. You know, I, I would love that. I, I welcome that because I just I don't know. Um <laughs> And they make you verbally respond and be like, okay, you realize if this thing's going down and I look, I, you know, it's funny because I, I swear to God, like call it, uh, you know, a Boy Scout, like fantasy or I don't even know, GI Joe. I, I don't even know. Okay. But I, I'm like, oh, that would be awesome because I know how I would respond in that moment. Okay. I look at the people who are next to me that are nodding and verbally agreeing that if something happens, they're going to step up. and I just look at these people like you would be white in the face you say that and you're betting on the probability that this plane is not going to go down in the very minuscule percentage chance that it does I know for a fact that you're not going to be unbuckling your seatbelt and being like get the raft ready like I (laughs) you know anyways that's 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 a total aside but um yeah, Allegiant, I don't know, first time ever flying with them, We uh, not a good experience, not a, not a great experience, you know, they ran out of ice, I got some, but the people in the back didn't, it was hot on the plane, and, uh, and we were delayed, we were late, so, but we got down there on a Friday night, and then Saturday we woke up, and we went and did a beach day, my grandparents live in Fort Myers Beach, so they don't I don't think go to the beach very often just by themselves, which is funny because I totally get that. When I lived in California, even though I was in Northern California, there are still beaches like Half Moon Bay and Santa Cruz that you can go to. And it's always a really nice thought. And people say, oh yeah, we live close to the beach, but people that live by the beach don't really go to the beach that often. you know, Unless that's just totally your thing, but it's just like you love the thought of it, but the practicality of getting there and parking and like a day in the sun, a lot of times you just don't really go that much. It's just one of those things that you take for granted. You think you're gonna go every day, right? And you buy the chairs, you buy the, the, the uh the umbrella, and then you live there for five years and you're like, we've been to the beach five times, <laughs> you know? But we were all pretty gung ho to go to the beach. And so we all packed up in the car, drove to uh, you know, an accessible part of the Fort Myers beach. Made some sandwiches, sat out on the beach, put the you know threw the football around. That was great. Swam in the water, golf sides. So the water is very very warm, and it's very very salty. And all six of us ended up getting pretty sunburned because uh, the one thing that we forgot <laughs> is the sunscreen. So I am looking probably as dark as I've ever looked right now, which. Um, You know, as a white boy means that my shade of red is just slightly more towards the emoji, the mad emoji, right? But it it turns into a tan eventually, right? But, like, we're doing all right. We're doing all right, okay? But uh, my shade of red is as dark as it's ever been, and we really had a good time down there, though. And on the way back, we picked up some Chinese food, and it's funny, man. You go spend four hours on a beach, especially in the sun, swimming around, throwing a football, reading a book... You don't realize how tired it makes you, but it was a total pro call by my grandparents that were like, hey, we're gonna pick up food on the way home, that way we don't have to worry about it, everybody will be tired, and so we went home and ate some Chinese food, watched The Patriot. My grandpa is a huge Mel Gibson fan, between The Patriot and uh, Braveheart, and so we watched The Patriot, just a classic movie that we always associate with, uh, with him, and uh, it was cool. So, and then one of their friends came over, you know, and sat with us and she was like, oh, I I can only stay for a few minutes because Bill's gonna, you know, wonder where I went. But she sat down and ended up having like a 30, 45 minute conversation with us. And, you know, just, uh, just love to see grandkids, you know, like, oh, we want to meet your grandkids. I want to meet them. So we, she hung out with us and that was great. That was Saturday now, it's Sunday. Listen, <laughs> my grandma and grandpa are Methodists. They are devout Methodists. They have found a church that they really enjoy going to and serving. And they went to a handful of different churches when they moved down there. And, and that's always been, a you know, they're, they're very religious. Um, not like crazy zealot religion, but devout believers. And when they went down to Florida, They wanted to find a church that they felt like they could do good at and help, and they said that they went to different communities and different Methodist churches in the area, and the reason that they settled on the one that they currently attend and have been attending for the last five years is because they felt that that one needed their help the most, and let me tell you. They're probably not wrong, okay? <laughs> They're probably not wrong. Now, we met some very, very nice people there. Everybody, I mean, everybody was just very nice, very, uh, it was laid back, and they just couldn't wait to meet us, right? They were very nice. I'm always very skeptical of, of church people a little bit, okay, but, but the nicety that comes out on a Sunday, because it's like, where does that go the rest of the week with some of these people, right? And I'm not saying that about anybody that I met. I'm just saying in general. I've, I've always, like, I have an uh, interesting relationship with uh, religion and God, and you gotta understand, man. I mean, as a as, as a child growing up with ADHD and, and the mouth that I have and my ability to talk back to people no matter and despite their status or, or stature, uh, I got yanked out of church a lot. So a lot of my memories dating back from childhood, are not great, are not great, you know, church really isn't a very fun place for me, not a lot of fond memories there, uh, and then especially being a Catholic and going through divorce um, before my confirmation, that that was just, that was tough, you know, that was, that was really tough, divorce is a big no-no in the Catholic thing, but they're Methodist, we go to their church, and um, I, I I I do not like going to church. I mean, I don't like going on Christmas service. Uh, infamously passed out in a Los Angeles church on Christmas Day service back in 2017. I was just on a hell of a tear in 2017. I, I got to tell you, man. Um, maybe that was into 2016. I I can't remember, but um, yeah, that was that was. Uh, <laughs> what a story that one is for another day. Okay. But I have an interesting relationship with church, and I don't like doing things that I don't want to do. I mean, I'm probably not alone in that, but I don't want to be forced or coerced or pressured into doing something if I just don't vibe with it, and I just don't vibe with church. Like I have a Jesus calling. I've relied on that at different points in my life. I hope that there's something out there for me, and I live my life in a way that I think, th- makes the Bible proud in some ways. Certainly, there's some other stuff that I don't jive with that the Bible lays out that I'm just like, uh, I don't really, but I but I think of the Bible and I think of religion as a buffet line, okay? I think of it as a buffet line. It's food for the soul. You need to eat, okay? So there's gotta be something out there that's bigger than us. Hopefully, there is, okay? But I don't believe that things That are said in the Bible should be taken literally um, That these are historical things that have happened Every single one of them Okay Uh, I I have a healthy belief In the lies that white men have told over the years So I think about who constructed the image of white Jesus And I think about who has constructed And controlled the narrative of religion This book that dates back Um, And I think you know what I don't I don't believe in all of this stuff happening and as fact and so I just you know and, I, and, and and so if I don't believe in it, I don't want to be forced to go and act like I do. And my mere attendance in church is something that I really struggle with, right? I, I don't believe that religion and your relationship with God should be judged on an attendance basis. Right. If you bow your head and pray, or if you go to church every single day, or if you watch it on TV, or you listen to a religious podcast, or whatever you do, if you nurture and spend time with that relationship, if it's important enough for you to do it, fine. You know, I I believe whatever helps people. But you start getting into, hey, this is my belief, and I'm going to go start a war because you have a different belief, and you know, getting to the core of like. Holocaust. I mean, you know, some of the worst, devastating um, travesties against humanity are all religion-based. Unrest in the Middle East. All, all, all the stuff dates back to religion, um, and it's just, you know, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. So, E.L.E. You know, E.L.E. I, I'm, I'm traditionally agnostic. Uh, I neither reject or accept the existence of this. You know savior but I think if it helps people get through their day and get through tough times then believe whatever you want to believe just don't stuff them down my throat or judge me for not adopting your beliefs right so going to church when people are like no you have to go I just push back like I don't I don't want to have to do that right and but I make two exceptions to that anybody else I would look at them and say no way okay <laughs> and I'm keeping my language very clean so that my grandparents can listen to this one. Okay. But I would probably, you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, you probably know, you know, along the lines of what I would tell that person, you know, politely but firmly. Uh, but I do make two exceptions to that. One, Christmas Eve with the family, uh, because it's just not worth the fight with my mom. And if I'm visiting my grandparents down in Florida, I'm gonna make that exception I'm gonna make that exception So um, Yeah I went And I didn't sing But I did <laughs> At some point You know I was I was standing I was just taking it all in Just listening And At some point My grandma Threw an elbow At my rib cage And handed me the hymnal book And was like Here And I was like And at some point My grandpa threw an elbow at my rib cage and, and gave me a hymnal book and said, here. And I was like, all right, great. So had it open, was, was flipping to the songs. And, um, you know, (laughs) they did a, it was basically like hymnal karaoke. The pastor was, was standing up there and she gave a sermon at the end, and I, I honestly, I mean, I'm not even saying this, but i it was it was nonsensical to me. I just couldn't even follow along with what she was saying. but uh, I was trying i I, I was so close. i as she's calling out, okay, which which hymns do we want to sing?" And then people online who were watching had a way to say, "Hey, let's do this one." And, uh people who were in the crowd also had a way you know would 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 just call out a number and then we would flip to that one and she would sing or she would say all right let's sing verses one and four and we did this for probably 30 minutes and after the first few I'm like okay 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 so because I'm I'm used to the pastor or or the priest or whoever delivering a sermon and like, Really kind of getting into it But this was much more karaoke hymnal style And after about the 10th or 11th or 12th song I was like dude let's wrap this up Like we've been in here for an hour and a half Like and you know the hymnal book is set up in a way that There's like different songs that correspond to different themes And I flipped to the part that was like the closing songs And him. 665 go now in peace I swear to God I was like after so many of these I almost threw out 665 and was like take the hint let's wrap this up but I didn't but I was seriously thinking about it I, I, I was like, but you know what? I was on my best behavior because it's my grandparents. And like, I'm not going to, first of all, I'm not going to embarrass in, in them in the church, you know? And, and maybe that would have, maybe it wouldn't have. I think it would have sent a pretty clear message. Hey, let's get this show on the road, okay? But, um, I, you know, I don't want to be rude because of them. I'm there on behalf of them. So I respected that boundary, and and I didn't do that had I been anywhere else with anybody else, I probably would have would have done that, you know? Old man me, yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, finally we get out of there and it, it wasn't the end of, you know, the world. It was fine. I didn't love it. I, I, I honestly did not. But, you know, you make concessions for the people that you love and I just, I, the whole time, as begrudgingly as I was standing there, refusing to sing you know you can make me go fine but I'm not gonna dance and I'm not gonna sing but I just kept on thinking enjoy this because one day I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna think I would give anything to be back in this moment for one more day I would do anything to have that if I could be back in here and have my grandparents again because Again, the other side of living is among us. It's 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 here, and I don't want to think back and and uh, you know wish that I had gone and done that. And it's like, look, like for an hour and a half, two hours, I'm gonna go and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna really swallow my, I guess ego or whatever it is that makes me want to just push back, and it's gonna make them so happy that it's worth it for that for that purpose alone it's worth me going and making them happy and getting for them to show us off and be like our grandsons are visiting and getting to see these other older people that think about their grandkids and we got to talk to and meet. And so it was fine. I didn't burst into flames. I didn't pass out. Um, So it was a pretty successful church trip. But I've hit my quota for uh, the foreseeable future. I guess when I get dragged kicking and screaming to the Christmas (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, a deal that we'll do with our family You know, again, I'll, I'll have to uh, just swallow that And just know that it's, you know, whatever You just get over it, get over yourself That's what I had to keep telling myself And it was hard, but, uh, but I did it And then, after that, we went to a place called Pop Stroke, And we went to go play putt-putt golf Now, this place was really cool and this was only their second location that's open. But this is something that Tiger Woods is doing. And he's opened these locations. And there's, I was looking at the website. There's going to be like at least 8 to 10 more that are opening over the next couple of years in different Florida locations. But, dude, this place was really, really cool. I mean, they served alcohol. They had good music playing. And believe it or not, I won. I was the winner. We played 18 holes. And nobody took me seriously, you know. I was just in the wings, getting my twos and threes, and never really going over. Uh, Matt and Jake both hit a hole in one. That was pretty impressive. But um, at the end, when we went to count the score up, hey, there I was, a couple strokes below everybody else, the big winner of the day. So I was like, yeah, I haven't probably picked up a golf club in like three years, but hey, I'll take it. And throughout the day, we had been drinking, they had a bar there at Pop Stroke so we you know grabbed a few drinks we hung out grandma and grandpa got some appetizers now they went home and the four of us decided to go out in the area and we asked the bartender hey where would be some good places where they've got some music where could we go get some drinks tonight it's a sunday night we're thinking what's going to be open late especially with these snowbirds and and early birds in the area um, what's open late? And he was like, dude, you guys need to go to the cigar bar. I'm like, okay, cool. Where is it? So grandma and grandpa leave. We end up shutting down Pop Stroke uh, you know, till they close around like eleven. Get to the cigar bar around eleven thirty and uh buy some cigars. I'm not really a huge cigar smoker, but when in Rome, you know. And uh, then we were drinking, hanging out. There was a guy who was sitting in these really comfy chairs. Uh, I grabbed us a spot. We locked it down. And we had a homeboy who was sitting next to us that was a big dude. Said he played football, I think it, it was a Big Ten school. Maybe either Nebraska or Maryland. I can't remember which one. But he played college football, D1. And said that he had some sons that, uh, you know, were were living in different places and just really connected with us. And, you know, we sat there and chopped it up. We talked college football. We talked uh, conference realignment. We talked, I floated him my HBCU theory, which I need to dive into on another episode that would just be a sports episode and give some sports takes that I've been thinking about here over the last, uh, you know, few last year i'd say but one of them i I have this take on hbcus and coaches who are now going to these places and how they could elevate themselves and compete and really compete and i think it's an interesting thing when we look at the landscape of how they could come up and change over the next 10 to 15 years i think it could be totally different okay but um I laid this theory out, we ended up hanging out with this guy for a few hours, I don't even know what time we were headed home, it was around like probably 2 a.m., but uh, he was ready to leave, we were ready to leave, we hung out there all night long, you know, had to relight the cigar a few times, and uh, I went to go get an Uber for us to go home, and the only one that was available, there was like one car that was popping up and then disappearing because they were doing rides, and they were like 20 minutes away. So I was like, oh, man, this is not good. So homeboy's about to leave. Now, he was just smoking. He wasn't drinking. We were all drinking. He was just smoking, hanging out. I guess that's his place, right? Really cool dude. And I said, you know, I think I I, I was, like, looking at um, my brother and my cousins, and I'm like, I think I can get this guy to take us home. Let me ask. Let me ask. So as he's kind of getting his, you know, bill situated, uh, and we are as well, I'm like, hey, Listen, you can totally say no to this if if uh, you don't, you're not feeling this. But would you please take us back to our grandparents' house? Like Uber's is saying that they're like 20, 25 minutes out, so we we we're we're gonna have to wait. You're on your way out. Is there any chance that they live in the same direction that you're going? And he's like, What do they live? And I tell him, and he's like, Yeah, hey, I got y'all. I got y'all. That's actually my exit. So it worked out perfectly that the place that we needed to go to get to our grandparents' little uh, gated condo community that they live in is actually off of the same exit that our boy was going to. And so we were basically on our way home with him, and he dropped us off, and it was awesome. We got to ride with him, and uh, it was really, really nice of him to do that. So um, just kind of finessed our way into that situation, and obviously he... Liked us a lot, enough to do that and, uh, you know, take us home But we had sat there for hours and talked So it it wasn't like it was just asking a a total stranger to to do it But uh, he dropped us off at the gates And then we just kind of skirted the gate, walked right in uh, You know, made some food late night and uh, went to bed That was Sunday Monday morning, got up, cooked a fat breakfast And Monday, you know, we were still so sunburned. Some of us that uh, a couple of uh, of the group went to the pool and and spent a couple hours there at the pool. But like me and Jake and Grandpa just stayed home and watched movies all day and played games on our iPads because we were just burnt to a crisp. Um, When Matt, Liam, and Grandma got back, we pretty much did the same thing. We we watched some movies. And we played games on the iPads, and that was Monday. And just really just enjoyed being in the same room and just hanging out. And we flew out on Tuesday. Got up, you know, early Tuesday morning. Had a flight that left at around ten fifty-seven, so basically, basically eleven. And um, got to the airport early. Said goodbye to Grandma. Grandpa dropped us off. And I hate goodbyes man I really hate goodbyes I I get emotional when it comes to goodbyes And for some reason Anytime I have a sad goodbye I literally always think about The scene in the parent trap Where they're saying their goodbyes And they're about to go their separate ways And it's raining And the song Every Time We Say Goodbye By Ray Charles is playing And to me that is just like The pinnacle of sad goodbye Is that scene in The Parent Trap And every single time From whenever that movie came out And I watched it as a kid To being 29 years old Whenever I think about a looming goodbye Or having to make that goodbye I think about that scene from The Parent Trap I swear to God Every time, man Every single time It just plays in my head Like it's on loop You know? And I did. I watched that scene yesterday and uh, it was sad, you know, but um, it's one of those things. It's like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't have, it is sad. It doesn't have to be sad, you know, because the time that we spent together was so great and I, and I love getting to see them so much. It's until next time, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily goodbye. It's until next time. And, um, you know, there's truth to that, but, but also, We're talking about grandparents who are 83 and 81 years old, respectively, right? So you never know. You never know. But uh, it sounds like they're going to come up for the holidays this year, and we'll get to see them again. Always something that I look forward to a lot. But um, on Sunday, it was their 62nd anniversary. They got married, my grandpa was 21, my grandma was 19, and they have stayed together, raised four girls, and have, I don't even know how many grandkids, and great, I mean, I think four, I know definitively four great grandkids, I might be wrong, don't please don't hate me, family, but I know, um, let's see, five plus three is eight, plus four is 12, plus three is 15, Okay. So, 15 grandkids, and then great-grandkids, four great-grandkids. Um, Big family, you know, big family. And they had four girls, and they have worked, and now they're retired, and now they are hanging out down in Florida. The American dream, in so many ways, or at least their version of it. A common version of it, right? <laughs> Work a long time, raise a family, have some grandkids, move down to Florida. That's a pretty good life. And I look at the way that they're living down there now and the place that they've got and the slice of life that they've carved out for themselves. And I'm like, goals, man. Goals. 62 years of marriage, goals. I don't think that's ever going to happen for me. I have my doubts. I hope. I I would love that, but sixty-two years, man, we're, that's longer than people live, you know. But they've done it, and, and my grandpa went and was in the Navy and came back and had to move up to Detroit and and was up there, and they've they've endured so many things throughout their relationship and their marriage that it's astounding, and it just it's so. I mean, I, I I literally have friends. Um, one in particular, I'm thinking about, who's been married less than five years, less than five years, who's already about to go through a divorce. That I'm, you know, consoling and, and kind of being there for right now, and it's just like, man, to think 62 years, you you. Stayed together through it all thick and thin I mean I I can't even fathom I can't even imagine that But they did it And I asked them What is the key To a lasting relationship What got you through All of those years What was it That contributed to the success of this marriage And the longevity Of this marriage And they both agreed that Communication is the thing that gets you through Communication and commitment Commitment in that You're willing to come back to the table And work things out And communicate And talk it out That's commitment Commitment to each other Commitment to stick in the trenches When things get tough And how easy it is Especially with Different forms of social media Where You can get that validation if you're not getting that or you're feeling like you're not getting that from your significant other. You can just pull up an app and go meet somebody. But commitment to each other in that they stayed faithful and they stayed through it all. And that is a feat that is just something that doesn't happen a lot today. It just doesn't. I also asked them, <laughs> you know, the, the other part of that is is the communication, and that's really what they said is, is the number one key contributing factor to successful relationships and marriages is communication, and my grandpa put it as, you know, it's 50-50, right, she's right 50% of the time, I'm wrong 50% of the time, <laughs> Wise words Wise words from a decent man Right I mean that's that's spot on man But it's communication And, I, and, I, and my grandpa is one of the most patient And kind people that I know And I wish that I, I, I Could channel and borrow Just 10% of that Just 5% of that from him to add To my levels of that <laughs> You know Because um, he makes it look easy And I know it's not But Communication is key Communication is key Having good communication Being able to talk about your problems Not shutting down When something comes up And instead of just getting frustrated and flustered And just putting up a wall and saying I'm Not going to talk about this This is not a discussion we're having Or isolating yourself or, or blocking somebody out And putting up that barrier And saying no we're not going to you know to be willing to communicate Even tough things And being honest Communication is the key To a successful marriage And you know what If my grandpa and grandma said that That's fact Alright That is fact And that is real talk So I love my grandparents man I love my grandparents I love the fact that I got to go down there And spend time with them I had a great time can't wait to do it again soon. And I I cherish those moments knowing, knowing that I might not get many more of them. And what, what really helped me and has kept me up is what my grandpa said, you know, Hey, look, it's not sad. You know, this is just the other side of living, man. This is just the other part of it. You get to be here, right? So enjoy it sing and dance even if it is Methodist hymns karaoke style hey all right, I'm out of here I will be back next week I'm going to have an interview for you dropping next week I believe it's going to be Josh Sewell and uh, I'm looking forward to it please subscribe rate and review to this podcast share it with somebody that you think would enjoy this go back and listen to any of the other interviews or uber stories that I've done and uh Tell your grandparents you love them. Tell your grandparents you love them. Because those days that you'll be able to do that, you never know when they're going to end. So enjoy them. Tell your grandparents you love them. And come back next week to get some more Real Talk. Hey, I am Ben Tompkins. That is Real Talk.